song ever created. Just want to make sure that I'm that I'm correct, but um, you know we we have we live in this world where we are afraid of things that seem out of this world, <laughs> and you know and sometimes I I feel like that's what it is, and not everybody is, but sometimes there are things that make us uncomfortable and that we don't understand, um, and that's something that we want to talk about today, uh, at least in part. Uh, I w- we want to talk about. What is it when we're looking to our intuition? Do I need to do something? No, okay. Um, Because our intuition is so much of who we are and what we are and it's innate to our being. Um, But people like me don't really understand it and don't really know how to tap into it. And there are people like Shoshana who are like, I got you, I got you covered, I got it all figured out, and we're just gonna take it and we're gonna have some fun with it. So thank you so much for joining us and having some fun with us. This is my literal favorite conversation in the world. Yay. <laughs> I can talk about it like a lot of times. Cool. That's amazing. Well, we might end up talking about it a lot of times. So that's perfect. <laughs> I think it's such an interesting topic, so I'm super excited to jump in. Um, But first, of course, as always, gratitude can change the world. And so we want to start start our day with gratitude. I started my morning with my Bible time and my gratitude time and my prayer time. And um, I think it's so important to to center you um, and to just continue creating and bringing that goodness because there's so much that we have to be grateful for. So Shoshana, what are you grateful for? Oh my gosh, so many things I'm grateful for. But the top five right now, um, my home, the home I have with my husband, I feel really grateful for that. Uh, I feel grateful for my husband. He's got a big event this weekend coming up, the Food Truck Carnival in North Glen. And I'm really, I mean, I'm proud of him for that. Um, I'm super grateful for my clients. Um, I'm grateful for my health, my continued health. It is not an accident that I have it, but I am grateful every day for having it. And I'm really grateful for my family. I have a great family. Awesome. You know, it was so cute when we started, just before we started the show, and I told her, it's like, we always start the show with gratitude. She's like, do I have to pick just one? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> just list them all out, write them down, have fun with all the things that you're grateful for, because it's it just makes it, makes it fun, it makes you happy, it makes you smile, right? Yeah. So good. Um, so is your husband a chef? No, he's an event planner. Oh, so it's he did the whole thing. Yeah, he did the whole event. So he's been an event planner for 25 years and he does festivals and fairs. And this is a big festival. Uh, I think they're expecting like between 50 and 70,000 people over the weekend in North Glen. It's going to be a big event. Uh, 
I didn't know about this and I need to be there. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, there'll be some amazing food trucks there. Ooh. It'll be food trucks. So it's food truck carnival. So there's 25 carnival rides and 25, uh, I don't know. It's like 25 different trucks every day. It's going to be amazing. All right. I'm writing my notes. Food truck North Glen, 120th and I-25 at the big park that's right there. Yeah. You gotta go. All right. Any of you who are in the Denver area, we are a global show, so some people are gonna have no idea what we're talking about. But um, if you're here, then join. That sounds amazing. And who doesn't love good food? Hello. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cool. All right. What am I grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for, as we were ta just talking about not too long ago, gardening. Oh. And I'm late because I, I like to try to start things by seed. Did not happen this year. A few things, but so I need to go and get my plants and get them in the ground. Um, and I'm just itching to do it. And I've got so much to do. I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta get into the garden and get dirty. <laughs> so that's what I'm grateful for um, is good, real, live food um, that is life-giving. Um, I was... Was I, I was writing, I think it was writing, I was, yeah, I was writing an article the other day and you know, it's the, it's the, it's the really taking into consideration when you're looking at the food that you're eating and what is life giving? Cause this is literally the case and what is life taking? Cause again, it's literally the case. And so thinking about that doesn't mean we're always going to make the right decisions, but thinking about what is life giving and what is life taking? Cause it, it's pretty important. Well, and when you can trace the food back to your backyard, oh, yeah, then you know yeah, what's yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. You know, we can choose what we what we do not spray on it, yes. and we know where the seeds came from. Yeah, yes. I Absolutely. love gardening too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, all right, so let's jump in a little bit and kind of get get through some of the basics. Uh, the basics being who you are, why you're here, why you do what you do, what motivates you, what excites you, what brought you, what's your story. Yeah. Well, so uh, intuition, uh, why I started a business, all those things. Mm -hmm. uh, when, in 2005, I was in a money group. And in the money group, the woman said, her name is Lori. She said, everybody in this group is going to start a business because the only way to get ahead is to have multiple streams of income. And I'd never owned a business before. Um, I don't come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My dad is an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur my whole life. But outside of that, there's nobody else in my family who is an entrepreneur. Uh, so I started a business and at the time it was, you know, uh, working with my intuition with other people and I would meet people at coffee shops or do events and that kind of thing. And then it grew. It's been 17 years now. And uh, now I have clients in 26 countries. And that gets me super excited because intuition is universal. So kind of like what you were saying at the beginning, which is that everybody has it but it's like a muscle. So not everybody's developed it or worked with it. So to watch people begin to deepen their trust of themselves. And, you know, when you really trust yourself and can advocate, for example, advocate for your own health yes. because you know your body best yes. and be willing to be the authority of your own health versus putting the authority for your health in other people's hands. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful. You know that. Um, yeah. But I've seen it in every. Uh -oh. Hold on one second. Oh, technical difficulties again. Um, I think it's coming back on. Oh, there we go. So sorry. I don't, 
I did that a couple of times a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure why it's doing that. So, okay, let's say something so I can make sure we can hear you. Can you guys, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay, Sorry great. about that. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, so now uh, it's fun to watch people put the authority for their life really going the way they want back in their own hands in every area. So whether it's business or relationships or health or uh, purpose, whatever that is, intuition is a practical tool for doing that. So that's what I love. And I love to watch kind of that arc of people transforming their lives and that deepening of trust that people have when they are um, on their path and really like growing. So that's what I love about what I do. I've been doing it now for gosh, 17 years and uh, you know, businesses change. So what I do changes a little bit uh, based on the clients I have, but now I get to teach people how to trust themselves, which is really cool. You know, it, it, I, I still have, I, there's still, still so much I want to learn about intuition, but what I see in practice when I'm working with people who come to me and are super sick and don't understand their body and don't understand food and don't understand why they have gotten to this point to where the, you know, nobody knows how to help them and you know, what's going on. And we start moving them through the process where, where I would say they begin to trust their body and then it helps them to, I think, trust your intuition because then you start to know, okay, I, I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing it play out. I know how I feel. And it's, that's kind of how I know how to relate to what you're saying is you, you start to learn and build and grow from from that, wherever that place is. But does that make sense? It totally makes sense. What I was going to say about that is, and I have a lot of stories from not just clients, but other people where they have doctors telling them one thing, but their intuition or their yes. kind of inner knowing and connection to their body is telling them something else. Uh -huh. And thank God they listened to themselves and listened to their body because the doctor was wrong. Yeah. The thing I was going to say is that what affects our ability to trust our intuition is all of the stuff that's in our head. So if you have been taught that it's normal to be tired, like it's just like we live a busy life, yes. being stressed is normal, inflammation is normal, mm -hmm. being tired is normal, then if you feel tired and you feel swollen, inflamed, then you're going to be like, well, that's just normal. It's kind of what you have to put up with when you live a busy life. Mm -hmm. And they don't have any idea that actually being inflamed is an indication of dis-ease. Right. And so right. when you learn to change diet outside, whatever the thing is, sure. right. Mm -hmm. That, that when they learn that's not normal, then they can, like you said, begin to hear their body again. Mm -hmm. So all of those things affect, I always say, it's like, we are either data driven making decisions, or we are intuitively making decisions. It's one or the other yes. data is not just numbers. Data is also data points, things like, you know, you date some super hot dude and then he ends up, you know, cheating on you. And you say in your head, like, I'm never dating someone who's better looking than me ever again, because I can't keep them and they'll cheat on me. Yeah. But then you meet a super nice guy who's real hot and you totally ditch that relationship because your inner data point tells you not to do it right. versus like your inner knowing is that it's fine. Mm -hmm. So it, we have to address, it's like, I can teach, that's kind of the thing we were talking about, the transformation. I can teach people how to recognize their intuition because I've quantified it. I can help people understand how it works, how to use it. But we also have to do the inner work mm -hmm. of unraveling and dismantling all the 
the inner distrust we have of ourselves, yeah. all the reasons yeah. why we would trust other people more than we would trust ourselves to make decisions. Yeah. So all of that is really the transformational work I do with clients. I love that. And it's that, and, and, and it, you know, so much of what I'm going to talk about comes from my own experience because I have, I know I have, I'm pretty sure I have a lack of trust, but I also know that when I know something is what I need to do, I'm like, that's what I got to do. I mean, I've, I've experienced this a few times, so I, I'm hoping that I'm starting to, to learn a little bit and, you know, I'll continue learning through you and, you know, anybody who I can, but it's, it's, you know, is it, when you in my mind, it's it's data driven or agenda driven. Is this what I want, or is this you know it's it's, it's going after something you want? Is that the really the best thing? And you have to listen to your intuition on what's the best thing, right? And stay away from the agenda or the ego. Yes, I mean, well, does it, that make? Sense? I mean, so let me define what intuition is because I think that might help clarify. So intuition is a direct way of knowing or understanding something without any prior experience. So when you, when you frequently hear stories of intuition, there are stories like I knew I had a tumor, even though the doctors couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. It's stories like I knew this was the time to start my business, even though my house had a second mortgage and I needed to put my kids through college or You hear stories like um, on paper, not a good fit, but in person, totally great fit. And now we've been married for 20 years. Like you hear things like that because it's not actually about what you already know. Intuition is not solving problems. That's not what intuition's for. That's what data is for. You do a data-driven decision. It helps you. And data is totally purposeful. So it's not like it's not useful, right? It's like, if, for example, you have a wet spot on your ceiling and water is coming down, you need to solve the problem because that's not good. So you need data. What information do I need to fix that? But intuition exists outside of what we already know. So interesting. <laughs> I had an experience where where um, I was praying about something and the words came to me so clear what I needed to do. Like literally I, the words came to me, it was in my head. And my next thought was, is that me? Is that just what I want? Or is, am I actually, is that, you know, it, you know, is it God telling me what to do? Is it my intu- intuition, you know, kind of for me, kind of a, a both. Right. Um, and so that's where I think, you know, so my experience where you question, am I, is it, is it me or is it my own intu- intuition? Does that make sense? A hundred percent. That's probably the most common question I get. Yeah. How do you tell the difference between your intuition and everything else? Yeah. And the only way I, the, the clearest answer to say is once you understand what your intuition is, like how you, how your intuition works, because everybody's intuition works differently. So you were talking about, you knew things or you heard something for some people, it works that way. For some people, they see something. For some people, they feel something. Like they get a, like a feeling in their stomach, right? Like they, like gut instinct. Yeah, yeah. And it depends, right? So, and then some people are more oriented emotionally. So they're really focused on the emotion of something. For some people, they're more mentally focused. And for some people, they're more physically focused. So once you know those two halves of intuition, you can see the mechanism of your intuition working. 
Once you know that, that just that one little small piece helps you recognize the difference between some just like inner random thought and intuition. But then the second piece, which I think is an important piece of practicing listening to your intuition is recognizing that intuition doesn't have an agenda. It is directly communicating based on the curiosity you have. So we sometimes ask really weird questions of our intuition. We ask if we should do something, if it's the right thing to do. And all of that is data because you're trying to figure out how to fix something. Is it the right thing to do versus is it the wrong thing to do? Like, I don't want to mess up. Should I do this? All of those things are super confusing to our intuition because really it's just the ability to understand something, see into something, having insight or understanding either of a situation, a person, ourselves, outside of what we already know. So it, you know, it, I often use the example of business, people who started a business that didn't logically make sense, but they had like a clear vision in their mind, like this idea came to them and then they just couldn't get rid of it no matter what they did. Mm-hmm. It just kept keep coming back and keep coming back. Um, I've talked to a whole bunch of different people that that happened to really big business people like John Mackey of Whole Foods. He talked about a vision he had of people having access to food where they could trace where it came from Mm. in big cities. Like that was his vision. And then he bought up all these, you know, nature, natural food stores. I've, you know, uh, heard Ariana Huffington, you know, be interviewed when she talked about how she could, she could sense and feel that the world was going from paper media to, to digital and she could tell that she needed to start an online newspaper. People thought she was crazy. So there's lots of examples like that where there's just this really clear sense, either knowing, feeling, hearing, or seeing where you couldn't argue with it or you did argue with it, but it just kept coming back. So it, it, there, that is a very clear sense that no matter how the circumstances change, that knowing just keeps coming back. And it's a muscle. You mentioned that earlier. So the more you work with it, the easier it is to tell like, oh, got it. That's that thing. Mm-hmm. I give people this really easy acronym, PAL, P-A-L, pause. Like you were saying that you were doing, you know, your Bible time and praying, mm-hmm. you know, for people who have have Bible time and praying, that works great. That's a good pause moment yeah. for people who don't do that. Meditation, physical movement. That's often how I take my pause in the morning Mm -hmm. and then ask specific questions that are not related to the right thing or shoulds. And then finally taking the time to listen. Once you know how your intuition is communicating to you, the listen part is way easier, but be a pal, pause, ask, listen. If you do that and practice it on a regular basis, it will become easier and easier to recognize that your intuition is communicating to you. So are there, I mean, are there other, I guess I'm curious about tools. So I like that. Um, that's a, it's an amazing tool. And I wrote it down because I'm going to take it and use it. <laughs> and I hope everybody else does too. <laughs> when you're working with, when you're working with your clients, what, what do you, how, I guess it's how do you, how do you, what are the tools? Are there other tools that you use that they use to help build that muscle? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I'm not trying to ask you to give a, a session, but it's, it's still kind of that understanding of, you know, guidance and, and what it looks like to, to build a intuitive muscle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I would say like just these two things first, one, 
what I'm talking about is the practical application of intuition as a tool. Yeah. So I think that matters mm -hmm. because if you think of it as otherworldly, like uh, supernatural or something, it limits, it feels like it's happening outside of you and it isn't you. But if you relate to that, your intuition is actually the way that your brain and your body is built. It's a tool that you can develop. It's something that's inside of you. It's not something that's coming from outside of you. It is you. That helps because now you're not trying to solve the mysteries of the universe, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's you, yeah. you're it's a tool you have inside of you. So I think that's a really important distinction. So the very first thing I have people do is take my test, which is called the intuitive blueprint. Mm. It's a, it's an intuitive personality test. So it's the way that I quantify intuition. There are seven, seven test results. It's seven numbers. And the first half of the numbers, uh, you look at them and it tells you how you are oriented to the outside world. How do you like to connect? Mm. So some people connect to feel like, cause they're more emotionally oriented. Some people connect to experience. Those are our physical oriented people. And then some people connect to understand. That's me. I'm a mind intuitive. Mm -hmm. So once you know that first half of your intuition, it helps you understand why are you picking up random things when you meet people the very first time? What are you actually focused on and curious about? Mm -hmm. And then the second half of intuition is how your body translates. So that's, that's the very first step, no matter who I'm working with, whether they're a CEO, whether they're a professional actor, whether they're a mom, <laughs> whether they're a doctor, it doesn't matter whoever they are. The very first thing we do is we decipher what is your intuitive blueprint? Because then that tells me and tells the person how their intuition works. So now they can see the mechanics of how their intuition is working. And then really the very first practice is to observe the mechanics of their intuition. So interesting. So, so which one do you think you are? Do you think when you meet people the very first time, do you pay more attention to kind of like what their emotional state is? Do you pay more attention because you really want to take a moment to like understand what their worldview is and to share your worldview, understanding matters? Or are you more like, I just want to experience, like, tell me about you and let's like, I want to experience you and get closer and like, and have that connection through experiencing? Um, I feel like experience. I feel like the worldview stuff kind of comes later. You know, I, I think it's important, but I feel like it's a, you know, I want to know, yeah, who you are. Kind of like, you know, what's the thing? That's why I always start the show the way I do. I want to know who you are, why you are, what excites you. Those things. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet someone for the very first time, do you notice that uh, you, what is it that you notice and pay attention to about them? Um... maybe uh oh gosh i don't know <laughs> maybe their eyes you know um yeah you know, you know what their uh, kind of what their expressions are and and how they interact and are they looking at me or looking away from me yep. i think yeah are they wanting to have that connection with you or are they focused on something else yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then uh and then right after you recognize that my question is always do you always have like an initial sense of who they are? Like you have a feeling about who they are, or do you just know some things about them? You just have a knowing about who they are, or do you see who they are? Or do you have a sense like almost like there's an inner voice kind of telling you who they are? I think that that's one of those things that I don't pay attention to enough. 
you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it would be one of those things that I would like to develop more. Now, I will say that there have been times where um, I have had a feeling about who somebody is. Um, you know, had had coffee with um, another practitioner not too long ago, and we went down a road that most people wouldn't go down, but it was because there were things that we both figured out that we were in sync about, right? Um, and so we were able to have the conversations that could be hard conversations. So sometimes, yes. Sometimes I'm just sort of I'm not paying close enough attention to those things. And it's something that I want to do more of because you're bringing it to my attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we'll just, you know, whoever's watching this in you, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever's watching this, yeah. the, the opportunity is always to just now pay attention. Yeah. It's kind of probably what you do with your clients. Like notice when you eat certain foods, how you feel afterwards. Yes. yes. So what I tell people is when you notice your mood before and after you're with certain people, like, does your mood go up? Like, do you notice that you feel lighter and happier and your thoughts are positive and your body feels good? Or do you feel like more contracted, mm-hmm. your mind feels racy and your mood seems darker or sad? And that, that's a close, noticing how that changes has you pay closer attention to what you're picking up when you're with people. It, our body has the ability to tell us when things are for us and when things are not. So I often tell people that's like the very first part to pay attention to is pay attention to the mood, pay attention to the mood, right? Like there have been times when we've walked into physical places but in our, our innate inner sense is like time to go turn right back around. But that's not how you exist in society. You don't just turn around and leave. Let, let's say it's a networking session, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, okay, here we go. I can make it work. But you feel like running away. Mm-hmm. It's when those kind of feelings happen, you want to get curious about why. Like, am I feeling my own sense of discomfort or am I actually picking up on the sense of discomfort that exists in the room? Because networking sessions are hard for a lot of people. (laughs) Is that what I'm just sensing? Like for the introverts in the room who are like, why am I here? I hate this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not an introvert, but I get that feeling sometimes when I walk into a networking session because I'm just like, without even being aware of it, I'm sort of like scanning the room for the vibe, right? Like what's the energy of the room? Mm -hmm. Oh, there are a lot of people who feel pretty uncomfortable and they're questioning their choice to be here tonight. (laughs) Well, it's so true because I do that every time. At least, you know, the first couple of meetings where you're going to until you're like, okay, I know my people or you decide this is not my place, right? But right, yeah, right. um, It it is interesting because it's very uncomfortable. It is. Well, we want to ask why, because it's not just our discomfort, right? It is actually that the way that our body, and it, I mean, without getting like too sciencey about it, but this kind of part is fascinating to me. There are these things in our body called glial cells yeah. and the part of our brain that's reptilian. You could, so I, I think this is really fascinating. If you have a lizard and you're staring at the back of its head, it will turn its head around because it can literally feel you staring at it. Wow. I did not it's know crazy. That. We have the same cells in our body. We have glial cells in our body mm-hmm. where, and this is the lowest, to me, this is like the, the basic, most primal form of intuition. We are scanning the environment for threat. Interesting. But, yeah. but now we have this really developed brain, right? We have this mammalian brain, our, you know, our frontal cortex that actually has this ability to not just scan for threat, 
but to scan even beyond that. Like what is for me? What is not for me? What is in alignment with what I actually desire and what is not? So you ask the question, how do you train people? Like what are the steps? What are other tools? The very first tool is understanding how your intuition works. The second tool is practicing observing. All the scientists I've ever talked to, and I come actually from a family of scientists, they talk about you know, observation being one of the most powerful tools of understanding. Like Einstein talked about it. Jonas Salk, the guy that came up with the uh, polio vaccination, he came up with that. He, it came from a moment of observation. Like he came up with that from just observing something over time. And then he had a discovery. Intuition feels a little bit like that. You could be with somebody sitting with them. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, hold on a second. Like, you just said you're fine, but you're actually not fine. What's going on? Uh-huh. Because because yeah. you are actually paying attention. Now, some people would say that you're noticing, you know, micro expressions on the face or body postures. I don't know. We could have a long conversation about what exactly it is. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But once you start learning to pay attention to those subtle communications, then you can use it on purpose. And then people use it for all kinds of things. It's actually kind of cool, really. So let's talk about that here in just a second because I got to take a quick break and talk about our amazing sponsor, Cellcore Biosciences, who I'm just super in love with. Um, Cellcore is a fairly new company in the supplement world, but they are taking over because what they're doing is getting to the foundation of health. They are addressing the mitochondrial health, cellular health getting to the bottom i talk about in practice i am looking for the root cause it's why i run labs it's why i understand history and and life and lifestyle and all of the things that are important that go into somebody's health um but we have to then know how to address them and address them at that very foundation and that's what Cellcore does they are an amazing company the delivery system is unique um, which is what makes them so special um, and innovative and uh, for a lot of people life-changing. So um, I'm grateful to them. I'm grateful for what they're doing. Um, they're coming up with bigger and better and newer products all the time. And it's just really, really interesting stuff. So, so much fun. So um, you have to get them through a practitioner. They are also excessively strong. <laughs> so you, it's not something that you can just go and start taking. You have to know what you're doing and how to take it and have training behind it. Uh, because you have to be really careful with it. So, um, but find a practitioner uh, close to you who can help you. If it's something that you want to try out, ask the questions why. If you're having uh, chronic symptoms, if you're having milder symptoms, you know, this is something that can be beneficial for most everyone out there. So depending on the product, of course, there's not, everything's not for everyone, but that's why we do what we do because we're all individuals, uh, and that's what we're. That's what we enjoy. So, um, thank you to Cellcore, and let's get back to it. So, let's talk about. So, the the things that I kind of have in mind, um, you know, from what you're saying, you know, talking about how using your intuition, you know, how you can use that, and then something that we talked about earlier that I appreciate is the impact that positively using, you know, your inf- inflammation. Oh my goodness intuition, (laughs) geez, Um, you know, the impact that it can make and why it can make when you develop it and when you know where you're going, what you do and why it can be so beneficial. Well, so I think the best way to talk about 
impact is to talk a bit about uh, stories where people have learned to trust their intuition and then kind of what it created for themselves. So um, I had a client who had been single for the better part of 12 years. She had been trying to date and it was, she was having a lot of challenge with dating. And uh, we, over a series of six or seven months, she really got tapped into her intuition. She started using it in her business, which was already successful. But then she started to get curious how to use intuition in dating. So she would ask this question unknowingly, because this is mostly how our intuition works when we're not present to it. We're asking ourselves questions. Curiosity ignites our intuition, and then you get a response. So she'd been asking this question, like, will this person be fun on a date? And she had gone on a ton of fun dates, but not one of them would be good for her in a relationship. None of them were a good fit for relationship. So we had her to start asking this question, are they a good fit for a long-term relationship? And a funny thing happened. She started going on like 75% less dates because most of the people that she had been going on dates with were really nice people, super fun, great conversationalists, right? She's a lawyer, super fun on a date but they weren't actually interested in long-term relationship and they weren't a good fit for her. So she started asking who would be great in a relationship. So she, you know, went on a date with someone and what she had heard from her intuition was that this would be a great person for a relationship. And she was like, just about ready to stop doing online dating. She was like, I'm so done with this, but her intuition was like, go on this date. So she goes on the date, she sits down, starts having a great conversation. And lo and behold, this guy that she knows walks in the restaurant. He walks up to the table. He's like, hey, drags a chair over and sits down at her first date with this person. (laughs) He's like, hi, my name is da-da-da. And they all start talking. And then the guy she's on an actual date with, he's like, well, I kind of have an early day tomorrow. It was really nice meeting you. And he gets up and he walks out of the restaurant. And the other guy turns his chair around. And then they stay and like close the restaurant down. And they've now been together for two years. That's so crazy. So it... (laughs) It's like one of those, like, that sounds really strange. However, her intuition had the ability to, like, whatever word you want to use, tap into it, feel into it, get the vibes of, but she was in the right place at the right time. And that's what intuition can do, right? So that's like one example. Another example is um, a friend, a fellow person in the intuitive world. uh, She was not feeling great. She went to her doctor. She kept saying like, something's not quite right. They ran all of these tests and they're like, your blood markers. She's like super healthy person, like goes to the acupuncturist, takes supplements, drinks green drinks, like crazy healthy person. And uh, they're like, all of your blood markers are normal. Nothing's wrong. And she was like, no, they're like, I can tell something's wrong. She went and got a second opinion and she had uh, cervical cancer, which they did not find, not in doing an MRI, not like all the things did not find it, but she just kept pushing. And the second doctor went ahead and ran the right test and they found it. Now she's fine. She did, you know, the six months or seven months of chemo and radiation and she's good. She's now been without cancer for a year, but if she had not trusted her own intuition, who knows when they would have found the cancer would have been when it was in the markers of her blood, which would have been pretty serious by that point. Right. So like, those are just two examples, right? Uh, people have used it in business. Uh, this woman I knew had a technology company. She was getting ready to sell it. Everyone told her the best you could hope for is a five times price. But her intuition told her uh, 10 times to just keep oh. waiting until someone, until someone offers you 10 times. She got four offers. She kept rejecting offers. She was making her broker nuts. He was like, you're crazy. 
She's like, no, you just have to trust me. I built this in my intuition. I'm going to sell this in my intuition. Mm -hmm. And finally, this offer came through. It was like the perfect fit. They kept her on for a year, paid her a very lovely salary to like do the, the, you know, the change over and she got 10 times and she retired. So if she had taken one of those first offers, she got an offer for three times, four times, five times. And this was a double offers 10 times. So if she had not listened to what her inner knowing was telling her, which was completely outside of the realm of what Mm -hmm. she knew was possible, other people knew was possible, then that would have never happened. And so I think it's important to say, both in the case of the dating thing I was saying, the woman's health uh, and this selling the company, Mm -hmm. intuition occurs outside of what you already know. That's the whole thing. When you learn to trust yourself, you have insight into things that are beyond what is practical, beyond what is knowable, just purely by data. Yeah, and it makes me think of of one of the things that you have on your website that I loved is that you live outside of the box. And I love that so much because I have found with myself, I don't know how to live outside of the box. (laughs) And it's not that I try, but I just, right here, and then somebody says something like, oh, now I can live outside of the box. (laughs) Somebody told me, what I need to do. And so that it's a, it's an interesting it's interesting when you start to have these realizations about yourself. And I would hope that, you know, anybody else who's kind of paying attention to this um you know, kind of start to to listen to that, you know, because these these are I think, you know, developing developing this sense where you have the ability to use your int- intuition and um and then use that because it, it, you're mo- you're using it in a positive way. And when that's impacting you and you're impacting, uh, you know, the, you know, your business and your world and your family and your friends, that's impacting other people, right? And that's kind of what I, I think it's, it, what it's one of the things I talk about a lot, you know, when it comes to gratitude and when it comes to being of service and it comes to this radio show as a whole, it's my goal is to take it and be impactful and let, for, let people... Uh, bring people to, to the, to, I don't know, I'm not saying this properly because I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I want to educate, but it's about showing all the goodness that's out there. There's so many people that do amazing things that people don't know are there that can just open up a whole world of, of goodness and education and, 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 I'm not saying this well right now, but. No, it's, tra- it's translating, Nikki. I get what you're saying. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> it, it, the thing the what my biggest passion really like, and the, I didn't get a chance to articulate this really clearly until I started, you know, you own a business, you know how this goes. Owning a business takes a lot of work. Yeah. And there are times when it takes more work or less work, but I, I like, I have to true myself up to my why every day. Mm-hmm. And my why for doing the work I do is that if we live in a world where people are trusting their intuition, we're living in a world where people are more present. Yes. So they're more, they're more, they're more aware of what they're saying, what they're doing and the effect it has on other people. Like one little small ounce of compassion or understanding changes lives. And so if you are, if you're more tapped into the vibe, we'll say it in that kind of way. Like if you're more tapped into people's vibes and you allow yourself to notice when someone's not okay Mm -hmm. and you feel it and you actually say something and you extend, you know, human kindness, you open your heart to people. That's a very different world, right? The that's, that for me is my big why I literally say, trust your intuition, transform your life. But in my world, it's 
if people are trusting their intuition, we will transform the world, really. Yeah. We'll transform the way in which people engage and connect to each other. You know, the the good that my friend Kate, who sold her company, the good she's been able to do in the world because she she trusted her intuition for the 10 times offer. Mm -hmm. She has, you know, she's put all of her nieces and nephews through college. Oh, wow. She has, she helped her dad buy a house. I mean, the, what she has been able to help people and the goodness, she, she made a movie called We Rise Up, which I was a collaborator for mm -hmm. it. Like what she's been able to do because she trusted her intuition. You know, the woman who listened to her body instead of what the doctor said, she does work similar to mine. She has helped thousands of people because she trusted her intuition instead of listening to what someone else said and then been one of those really sad stories if we had only caught it early. Right. You know, it's like she trusted her intuition. So I, I really like the thing that matters to me most in the world, very similar to you, is that if we're here on the planet to have an impact and to make a difference and we trust that and we follow what we're here to do, you know, like I'm here to help people trust themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so if people aren't trusting themselves, we can figure out why, you know, is it because, you know, when you were a kid, you were taught to ignore when you're hungry and you eat at dinner time. were you trained to, even when people are mean to you to be nice to them anyway, and to ignore that sense of uneasiness you got around adults. Like if you were trained, like if you were trained to override your intuition, which everybody is. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not calling out any parents here because parents do the best they can. They want their kids to fit in because that's how you make it in life. But we override that innate sense that kids have of intuition. And it just takes recognizing it again, because all of us have it. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful. I mean, I use it from things like what kind of gifts to buy people. That's super helpful. My dad is the hardest person to buy gifts mm -hmm. for. You do see, I'm telling you, I be like, okay, what would my dad actually want? And sometimes I'll get nothing. And so I just get him a card in a Starbucks thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about something that, that you and I chatted, I think only briefly about, which is it sort of combines our worlds a little bit. Um, and I, I found it so interesting was I believe, and I don't know exactly how you said it, but if your microbiome, so your gut bacteria, is out of balance, then it's difficult to, to really have or build or trust, maybe, that intuition because you have a, I mean, it, so much of it comes from your gut, right? It's that gut feeling. It's, you know, your your brain and your gut, are the, they're connected, they're the same. And, I mean, is that what, is, isn't that what you said? I think I remember what we talked about. What I said is that um, when your health is not good in any way, mm -hmm. when your health is not good, it's really, really hard to hear your intuition yeah. because what you're, what you're more focused on is like triage, right? You're just mm -hmm. trying to survive. Survival means you're just scanning the environment for threat or non-threat, which is not the nuance that that really tapped into your intuition can give you. If you're... It, for, for the people who have a gut instinct, like that's the way in which their body translates intuition. If your microbiome is all messed up, like my husband, I think we talked about this. So my husband became a vegan because he noticed he was allergic to so many things and he went on the special elimination diet and then added things back in again. And his biome and his belly has been getting better. And he's able to recognize now more easily because he's a gut instinct guy. He's a feeler. So 
he is more easy, more easily able to recognize how people affect his energy, right? Like if people are really positive people or negative people, regardless of how they, the mask they wear, their actual real energy, he can sense it more easily now because his belly is healthy, but that means his overall energy is better too, right? Yeah, He's sleeping yeah. better. He feels better, less brain fog. Yeah. I mean, if you have messed up belly stuff, your brain is all foggy. Right. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't think. So how are you supposed to be able to decipher, mm -hmm. you know, worry and concern from actual like discomfort intuitively? It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. And that was kind of the first word or in, in my mind that came to me is the word, if you're trying to understand your intuition, it would just seem foggy and you're trying to kind of, you know, you can't get fog away. You're just kind of going like this, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's really interesting and it makes so much sense because you're focused on, or your body's focused on other things. It's focused on fighting whatever it's fighting and figuring other things out. And that's kind of the last thing it's going to, you know, focus on, you know, Gonna, you know, other things are going to start happening that are negative because the body's trying to do these things over here. Yeah. So it's, it, again, it goes back to understanding the, the root cause. So then your body has the ability to do all of the things that it's supposed to do with more ease. Yeah. It, you know, I imagine you probably say this a lot. I'm thinking of, I was in this business class and the thing they were talking about was like, of all the things that you manage, right? Like we all have five resources in life and, so, and we have more or less of one of these five. So one is money, right? Access to funds, whatever. Another is relationships. Relationships are a huge resource. Our knowledge, like the things we've learned in life, uh, you know, time is a huge resource and then health, like life force. Mm -hmm. And there are times in life when we're not paying much attention to that last one, but our health, our life force is the most valuable resource we have. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I myself have noticed how easy it is to get busy and pay attention to other things mm -hmm. and not pay as much attention to the body, but the body is the place where, you know, all this is being translated mm -hmm. and, um, it's the thing in which we connect. So if our brain is foggy, I mean, I just think of that, like I've done cleanses before that are not like those crazy ones, but just cleanses like where you kind of just give your digestive tract a little bit of a rest for a couple of days sure. and brain fog starts to go away. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, that's what they mean by brain fog. Yeah. Like literally it's harder to think. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, uh, I have found uh, for myself that when I am managing my health effectively, it makes everything else easy, easier, not yeah. just intuition. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's true. When you don't feel good, and I think a lot of times people don't understand. I hear this a lot in practice. I didn't know that I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, that that's a hard place to be because, you, yeah. you know, my goal, my like my my big, you know, out of this world goal is to help people do all the big, amazing things that they need to do because when you don't feel well, you can't do them. It's, it's really hard to do and it's hard to have yeah. all of your capacities to make the big things happen. And there are people that I work with who have some really big things to do and I get so excited. I'm like, okay, let's go, <laughs> let's get this going. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's again, I mean, in my mind, it's going to the foundation. The foundation is your health because if you don't have your health, what are all of the other resources and can you get them or, or do they matter? You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, 
to live in our world, we need access to all five of those yeah. resources. But but if we don't have the energy to go yeah. sue those other resources, it's awfully hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Health is, is foundational for sure. Um, so you work with, we've only got about 10 minutes left. And so I want to make sure that, that people really understand who you work with, how they can find you, um, all of the things that, that you do that change the world. Hmm. So mostly I work with people one-on-one, uh, and that's my, I love it. It's really fun. So if people are in a position where they want to do some transformative work, I work with people one-on-one. The very best way to discover if we should be working together is to go to my website, simplespirit.com. And I highly recommend you take the intuitive blueprint so that you can understand the mechanics of how your intuition works. Like everybody can take that. It's totally free. Um, And then you can schedule a discovery call. We can have a chat. If you're like, I'm not really wanting to work with someone one-on-one, I do have resources on my website. I have a resource library, which is for people who want to self-study and learn how to tap into their intuition on their own. In the resource library, I have uh, video courses, I have recordings, I have meditations, I have all kinds of stuff. And so for people who are more like, uh, I kind of want to figure this out on my own, you can totally do that. I have a resource library for that. Nice. Very cool. And so you work with people one-on-one, but you have um, intuitive instinct training and executive consulting. Yes? Yeah, I do that. So uh, mostly I work with individuals or business owners inside of one-to-one intuitive training. I call it mentoring. And then sometimes people have an organization and they want their team or they want their like the C-suite level executives to be able to trust their intuition and have a shared communication between the team. And I design seminars and consulting just for that. It's real. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, so have you, so, so I'm clear when you, cause I know you say you typically do one-on-one you do when you do seminars for teams. And so you can go into a corporate environment and work yeah. in, 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 a, in a sense, you're then working with a group of people. Yes. But for yeah. Term, well, and I also, I mean, so I love, I love to talk obviously. And so I do a lot of speaking. And yeah. so like, for example, I talked to the Colorado, uh, Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce. I've done some talks with them talking about how to apply intuition in business as business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some talks at Chambers of Commerces, Parker Chamber of Commerce, uh, things like that. And so even if you're just like need a lunch and learn and you think this would be an interesting topic, that's something I do as well as I can develop, you know, a consulting mm-hmm. seminar for teams Um, mostly in a business setting, what I'm having people talk about is how you can trust your intuition and be more effective. So you can work smarter, not harder. Uh, when people are tapped into their intuition, communication inside of a team is easier. They're able to read a situation very fast and people make a lot less mistakes. So that's kind of like the benefit of doing, you know, like a group seminar or training is that people are trusting themselves. You know, I had, I did a training with a team and uh, there was this kind of like inside of the team. So this was in a financial industry. So in this team, there were 20 people and their primary job was to consult between the people who sold the product and the office where they did the fulfillment of the contract. So their job was like kind of 
don't know what you want to call it, like administrative. Mm -hmm. And there was this woman who just had this feeling about this one contract that something wasn't quite right. She told her boss, they didn't listen. And there was this huge, big breakdown. It was like something didn't get signed. Something wasn't quite right. What they wanted and what they got was different. It was like, you know, kind of one of those paper paperwork kind of nightmares. Um, And then I did a training with this team and then uh, they were able to see how for her, it wasn't because she was looking at the contract and could see it, but it was like, she could just sense that something was wrong. She's someone who kind of gets a sense about things, a feeling about it. And so she learned languaging for how to communicate when she could sense something's off. And then the people in the team, including the manager and and then the person above that, the director, could say, okay, is this like a feeling you're getting or did you read an email that told you something's off? So then they now have a shared languaging for addressing when stuff like that happens. So that, you know, has helped them avoid future mistakes where they have to go back to underwriting and rewrite something and, you know, have things take longer and all of that stuff. So it just simplifies and makes more efficient the process they had as a team. Interesting. I love that. So I have a question for you that's a little bit out of left field. As I you love were, left field questions. <laughs> well, as you were talking about it, my mind started kind of thinking, um, and it, it, it's, it's a little bit about what I'm doing too, so it's sort of you know multifaceted left field question. I am um, creating a program. Um, you might have seen it. I'm not sure. It's, I'm trying to get it on Facebook um, and everywhere else. But it's a, it is called Soulful Conception. Um, and the goal, yes, I did see it. did see it. Cool. Um, so it is intended to be a group program, uh, for women coming in, whether they are thinking years out about getting pregnant to, um, maybe they've had some IVF failures and some heartbreak and some things and, and bringing them together and going through the steps to prepare the body for pregnancy. And the goal, my big goal behind that is to educate on what the on the body, what the body needs, balance all of these things, but also impacting future generations because epigenetics, as we were talking about prior to the show, uh, the data shows that our health essentially can express seven generations down. And preparing now again goes back to that we have the ability to change the world. So. I think it would be so interesting to have a part of this program be on intuition and listening to your body and listening to, I don't know, your future child. I don't know if that sounds weird, but (laughs) is that something, have you ever done anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have worked with um, coaches who, are like either I've done an eating disorder kind of thing where I was like, just came in and talked a bit about intuition. When did you stop listening to the signals of your body? Mm-hmm. I've done stuff with um, uh, like inside of a therapy, like a therapeutic kind of conversation, not about eating disorder, but more about women aging, like women over 50 and menopause and recognizing the communication of their body over and over and over again. Um, we are trained not to trust our bodies. Like our bodies are betraying us. They're Mm -hmm. like doing this thing we don't understand. And actually when you restore trust in your body, 
in what you're actually not doing because your body isn't separate from you. You're restoring trust in yourself. So I've done that work where I like to call it a full body. Yes. We learn what does a full body. Yes. Feel like, and then what does a no feel like? And then you can check in with yourself. Like is taking caffeine, even though, you know, I love caffeine is taking caffeine out of my diet. The thing that's really going to help me become pregnant or going to help my body be ready for pregnancy And no matter what anybody else says, you listen and your body's like, "Mm, I really recommend green tea. I really think you should stop drinking coffee, Mm -hmm. but like your body can communicate that to you. So it is, I've for sure done things like that. And I've done it, you know, it's kind of like, it seems like a big like jump between sales and, you know, soulful conception, but actually it's not. I've done work with salespeople to trust that moment when what they're, what they have to offer and what the person need is not as, is not a match. So they can Mm -hmm. gracefully and graciously say, I don't think we're a good fit, but here's something I think would be a good fit. Here's who I recommend you call. Right. So if someone is tapping into their body and their body's like, listen, like you being pregnant would be, it's not healthy for you because you're just not physically strong enough. You need to get yourself physically strong enough that they'd be able to hear their body telling them that. And then listen to what suggestions you have and go on that pathway of fulfilling this desire they have to conceive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that sounds really amazing. I want, I really want to, to create this program to be well-rounded, fun, interesting, bring in people who are, who are able to give. Um, and, and you say you, you, although we do such different things, you say the things that I say all the time, which is, We've, we, we have forgotten how to listen to our body. We don't understand that, that the pain or the ache or the bloat or the fog or the symptom, whatever the, the, the full disease process, which is a grouping of symptoms, is the body saying, look, you know, it's that knock. I can't, I can't do this on my own anymore, and I need you to jump in and help and not take the Advil or not, you know, go, you know, take the drug or drink the wine, you know, to numb it, whatever the case may be. Uh, because we have, we don't listen anymore. And, and I think that's also, that would probably, that would be part of intuition is listening to the symptoms and what your body's trying to tell you. You mentioned this thing in the beginning about, uh, you take time for Bible. So I was raised in a really devout family and my grandma used to read the Bible and pray every morning. And one of the things she said is like, God is talking to us all the time, but we're so busy now that we don't listen anymore. And so whether you believe that it's your body talking to you or God, it doesn't like follow what makes sense to you. Whoever's watching this, if what makes sense to you, God is talking to you and that's your intuition, fine. Believe that. It doesn't like you believe the thing that makes sense to you or if it's your body talking or both. Mm -hmm. We mostly don't take the time to get quiet and to listen. There is a lot of wisdom in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Christian, I think her name is Christine Northorpe. I always forget women in their bodies. Yeah. Like in that book, I remember reading that book when my like late twenties and I, it was like, it was eye opening to me in that there are things that we can know about our body and that it's trying to communicate when we listen, but that goes for all the things like we're just saying, right. It's like health relationships. You know, if someone is not, if someone, when you're with someone, you notice that you feel not as good when you leave being with them, pay attention to that. What is that? There's a reason why. You don't feel as good when after you're with them. Like you should have people in your life. It works better to have people in your life who lift you up, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Just like, yes. you know, the vibrational quality of Cheetos 
versus your asparagus that you're taking right out of your garden. Not the same energy, right? right. <laughs> exactly. Pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Well, I hate this, but we're finished. Or we need to be finished. We've, it's, we're two minutes over. I'm like, no, let's just keep going. <laughs> But I'm so grateful for this. Um, we need to have you on again and just have fun. And I'm gonna, you know, continue. We'll we'll start, you know, sort of picking brains about uh, about the Soulful Conception program. Anybody out there who is looking to um, have babies, create family, um, add to your family, uh, this is something that I'm super excited about. It is virtual, so anybody from anywhere can be a part of it. Um, and we're gonna have some cool stuff, so I'm I'm really excited about it. And uh, you can you can find me, of course, tastelifenutrition.com. You can find all of the social media, Taste Life Nutrition. Go to my website. You can uh, you can fill out a free uh, assessment about your current health. It's pretty short and easy, but I'll reach out to you personally and we'll chat about it and see what we can do. Um, and then we'll also chat about if there are programs and or you know individual coaching that we can do to. Uh, to help you get to where you want to be. So literally my goal is for people to live as large as possible. Um, and, you know, I do that, you know, the best that I know how through 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 getting people as healthy as they can be. So, um, and then bringing resources like Shoshana and some of the amazing people that we have on the show. So thank you so much. It was such a blast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. See ya. Bye, everybody.